This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. I am an attorney retired from the active practice of law and serve my time now as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, an author, and as the producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about the equitable remedy of rescission and the use of fraud with regard to that equitable remedy. Rescission of an insurance policy by definition means the policy never existed and the parties are returned to the status quo. The insured gets the premium back and the insurer gets the policy back with no obligation under the policy. In Citizens United Reciprocal Exchange versus Perez, a 2013 New York, New Jersey appellate court decision proved the truth of the prediction made by George Orwell in his classic book Animal Farm that all litigants in the United States are equal, but some are more equal than others. Insurers, even when victims of fraud, must pay more than they would have been required to pay had they not voided the policy and the fraud perpetrators profit from their fraud by having their obligation to an insured person paid by the defrauded insurer. Plaintiff Citizens United, also called Cure, filed a civil complaint seeking a declaration that an automobile insurance policy it issued, based on a fraudulent application, was void from its inception and that it had no financial obligation under the policy. The trial judge affirmed the voiding of the policy but found that for purposes of innocent third parties, the voided policy should be reformed to the mandatory minimum liability insurance coverage under New Jersey statutes of 15000 per person and 30000 per occurrence. The parties stipulated to the underlying facts giving rise to the controversy. Defendant Luis Machuca, while driving with defendant Jonathan Quevedo, in a car owned by defendant Sabrina A. Perez, was involved in an auto accident with a car driven by defendant Dexter Green. Green claimed he was injured as a result of the accident and made a personal injury claim against Perez's policy. Perez insured her automobile under a basic policy with an optional $10,000 liability coverage. When she applied for insurance, she did not list Machuca, the father of her two children, as a resident of her household. In a recorded statement five days after the accident, Perez acknowledged that Machuca lived with her. After a fraud investigation by the Bureau of Fraud Deterrence, Perez entered into a consent order admitting that she had, quote, knowingly presented false and misleading information to cure 
by failing to disclose her boyfriend, Louis Machuca, on her application, close quote. Due to Machuca's extremely poor driving record, Cure would not have issued Perez's policy if she had disclosed that Machuca was a household member. Cure also denied Green's personal injury claim and by letter dated May 27, 2010, informed Perez that the insurance policy was being retroactively voided. That is ab initio, Latin for from inception, due to the fraudulent information supplied in the application. Cure filed a declaratory action seeking an order that the policy was void ab initio due to a material misrepresentation that Perez and Machuca were liable to cure for compensatory damages due to the fraudulent application and that the reformed voided policy provided no liability coverage to innocent third parties. The trial judge obviously granted Cure's first two requests for relief. In reference to the issue of mandatory minimum liability amount, the judge, relying on a case called New Jersey Manufacturers versus Varabedian, held, quote, I conclude that the only mandatory or compulsory liability coverage limits in our statutes are the 15000 per injury and 30000 per accident. I conclude as well that the alternative coverage provided by the basic policy mandates no minimum amount of liability coverage. It simply provides for optional liability coverage. Accordingly, this court finds the amount of cures policy limits available to Dexter Green with regard to his personal injury claim is a compulsory minimum liability coverage limits in our statutes of 15000 per injury, 30000 per accident as prescribed, close quote, under New Jersey statutes. On appeal, Cure argued that in determining liability coverage for an innocent third party under avoided policy was more than the policy actually agreed to, the court's reasoning in Varabedian was flawed. Instead, Cure urged the appellate court to adopt the reasoning in a case called Mannion v. Bell, a 2005 New Jersey case, which Verabedian specifically overruled. Cure maintains that as the court held in Mannion, because the basic policy had no mandatory minimum liability coverage, an innocent third party is not entitled to any liability coverage any any automobile insurance policy. Both Cure and uh, Amicus Curi, the Insurance Council of New Jersey, argued that compelling any amount of liability coverage to third parties rewards insurance fraud violators and frustrates the 1998 legislative reform of automobile insurance that led to the creation of the basic policy. Amicus further argued that the fallaciously reasoning in Verabedian can be seen 
where under the basic policy, the insured only opted for $10,000 liability coverage, but by committing fraud, the insurer must pay claims up to $15,000, thus rewarding the fraud perpetrator, the insured. New Jersey's no-fault system of first-party recovery for injuries sustained in automobile accidents encourages the prompt distribution of personal injury protection benefits to accident victims. The no-fault legislation is designed to provide a minimum amount of protection to the public for injuries caused by automobiles. The protection of innocent third parties is a primary concern of New Jersey's personal injury no-fault system. The appellate court noted that when the named insured makes affirmative misrepresentations or material omissions in an application for insurance company, the insurer has the right to void in an automobile insurance policy ab initio. The appellate court concluded, however, incongruously, even when a policy is rescinded, PIP or personal injury protection benefits may never the less remain payable to innocent third parties. The Court of Appeal concluded that to hold otherwise would undermine the legislative purpose of the no-fault law, where an insurance policy is void as to the maker of the fraud. The potential recovery under a retroactively revoked policy is the minimum compulsory insurance required by law. New Jersey's insurance scheme of mandating automobile insurance expresses a legislative policy of assuring at least some financial protection for innocent accident victims. The New Jersey Supreme Court has consistently followed the principle of reforming an auto insurance contract to protect innocent third parties up to the minimum compulsory limits. The court recognized that the automobile insurance law continues to provide for mandatory minimum liability coverage and also provide for optional liability coverage to the extent that this creates an anomalous situation. It may be appropriate, the court said, for the legislature to address the issue, but the legislature has not done so. And therefore, New Jersey is not alone in making the victim of insurance fraud the insurance company, who would never have issued an insurance policy had it been told the truth, be punished by the courts and made to pay the innocent victim of the fraud perpetrators more than it agreed to pay had it not been fraud defrauded. This reasoning, in my opinion, is the height of sophistry. The appellate court concluded that protection of innocent third parties is a primary concern of New Jersey's personal injury no-fault system. In this case, there were two innocent third parties, Mr. Green, injured in the automobile accident, and Cure, forced to pay Mr. Green on a void policy obtained by fraud, reformed to add $5,000 in coverage more than they agreed to pay, the case reaches the ridiculous result 
that asserting its right to void the policy for fraud costs more than accepting liability and ignoring the fraud. The only person who profits from the fraud are the fraud perpetrators. What would have happened if Perez had no insurance? Mr. Green would have gotten nothing from Cure because it wasn't involved, he'd be getting it from his own insurance PIP policy. The so-called no-fault insurance programs seem idiotic at this time. This video was adapted from my book, Rescission of Insurance, second edition, which is available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book or as a paperback, and also available from my website, Zalma.com, by clicking on the Insurance Claims Library. If you found this video to be of use to you or of interest, please refer it to your colleagues and subscribe to my blog so that you can learn about all the future videos and blog posts. Thank you for your attention.